Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello, hello. That's eight total hellos <laughs> from the co-host Cody Michael. I'm joined as always by the Soho Seth Ott. Hey. This is episode 62 of the SoCo Show. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff that we're going to talk about. It is a little bit of a weird episode, though, for us. Uh, we're recording early on a Sunday. Yeah. On a Sunday for us. It's uh, only been a few days since our last recording. Yeah, and that was a marathon. Um, <laughs> so we certainly thank uh, thank all of you who listened to the entirety of episode 61, because uh, that was a lot of us. Definitely a lot of us. And uh, as Seth sets the mood lighting here... <laughs> in the studio uh we're prepared to bring you what'll uh, probably be a relatively short show um just because we don't have a lot of news because it's only been a couple days since we reported last but uh, a couple biggies since we recorded a couple big things yeah yeah. we may get long in the conversation there baby baby every time i think we'll be short we talk forever so um we are on emmy eve and so um by the time the show posts the emmys will have happened Mm -hmm. uh we'll react to those uh at a later episode maybe next week in 63 yeah um maybe we'll talk about those a little bit um but uh we've got some news we've got some nfl to talk a little bit and uh and a lot of fun stuff along the way Uh, i want to start with this i spent uh spent my friday night in minneapolis minnesota uh mini nipples yeah mini nipples um (laughs) which whatever um (laughs) I saw Eliza Schlesinger. Say that again. Eliza Schlesinger. Now backwards. Celebrizavaga. A nominal. A nominal. God bless the United States. Eliza Schlesinger, you've probably heard of as a comedian. Uh, all of her specials are on Netflix. Uh, like War Paint um, is one of them. And her latest one is called Elder Millennial. And uh, she is actually, she's at the very highest age you can be and still be a millennial. Those are always so weird. Yeah, because like, the, like there's different some people have different definitions for yeah, like what year it starts and all mm-hmm. that. It's all over hell. But apparently the one she Googled said that she is the oldest millennial, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. And uh, she's hilarious, dude. Like uh, I, I had seen some old uh, acts of hers on Netflix and was like, OK, maybe, you know, maybe I could get into this. Maybe I wouldn't. But then at the live show, she was absolutely very funny. Mm-hmm. And so I would highly recommend folks go. Absolutely very funny. Absolutely very funny. And uh, so I would recommend folks go out and listen to her uh, or watch her on Netflix. Uh, like I said, the new special is Elder Millennial. That's on there. So, um, yeah, Eliza was a good show up there in mini nipples. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to talk a, a little bit later, just to put a little bit spoiler in. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about some other funny shit that's going to be on Netflix uh, that you can watch. So while you're on Netflix, uh, you can check out uh, what we'll recommend later as well as Eliza Schlesinger. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's let's jump into the show here, and, and we're going to start like we always do with a chic tweet. I call you a punk. Couple good ones for Sheiky Baby this week. So I'm going to do a double feature since it's going to be a short show. Ooh, double double. Double chic. Uh, first one is Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known where that was going, but it did surprise me. That was a good one. <laughs> and then the one that, he, that I, I felt was more of a chic tweet. I asked for a cold beer. They give me Capri Sun. What the fuck is Capri Sun? Bring me beer, jabroni. <laughs> What the fuck is Capri Sun? That's the best part of that. <laughs> Where do you think he was? Do you think he was at the camp? At the camp bar in Madison that we went to? That would be great if he was. He was drinking would... bug juice? Can Hopefully you he didn't imagine? spill it all over his pants. <laughs> That's true. He had sticky legs. Yeah. Much like one Cody Michael. Okay, that was my ma- nickname in high school. <laughs> sticky legs Cody Michael. <laughs> yeah. 
Can you imagine if we would have been there and Cheeky Baby is there? Like, I would have pissed in my pants. <laughs> it, you wouldn't have been able to tell, though. There's so much Capri Sun on your pants. Exactly. But I like, free pass to piss myself. Would we tell him that, that we do this about him? Oh, and, we'd have to. Yeah? Yeah, we'd have to. And then he'd make us humble. He'd <laughs> break our turkey necks. <laughs> he'd suplex you and make you humble, no doubt. It's true. Uh, we got a little bit of a double feature this week. Uh, those are some good ones, too. Those are, those are some top ones as of late. So, uh, double feature today on the Chic Tweets. I call you a punk. Don't forget, folks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get your first 30 days of Audible and your first audiobook for free. A lot of great stuff out there. Uh, we've talked at length about some of our recommendations. Uh, go out and find some stuff for yourself. What, el- what also is cool uh, about that is when you're on Audible, and, and I am, of course, an Audible user, as I know you are, Seth. Ding! Uh, every month, if you're subscribed, every month they'll send you your, your credit. You get one credit a month. Mm-hmm. And then they'll also send you recommendations. So um, that is a good place. Once you've listened to slash read a few books uh, and it starts to get a little bit of your taste, uh, there'll be some cool recommendations on there as well. So Recommendations? Uh, exactly. Recommendations <laughs> uh, from the good folks over there at Audible. Again, it's audibletrial.com slash SoCo, 30 days and your first book for free. Rip! Let's, uh, let's jump into a little bit of video game news. Video games! Whoa! Of course, Spider-Man PS4 has been dominating the news cycle for the last uh, 10 days or so since Woo! it was released. Um, have you uh, progressed into the story at all a since we bit. last spoke? Yeah, I just uh, paid, played for a couple hours before coming down here. Uh, so yeah, it was fun. Um, kind of getting a few more of these new uh, villains called the Demons seem to be kind of like the main villains of the oh, show. The these game. sons of bitches. Yeah, so uh, other than that, though, doing a lot of the side stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like at level 20 right now, so that's pretty sweet. I will say I got I got a few minutes in on on Spider Man this morning and fuck it's fun. I totally <laughs> understand how you could spend your entire day doing that mm-hmm. and not get bored. Right. There's so much different stuff to do. It's awesome. I actually I talked to my brother that today too, um, and he picked it up as I well. I didn't know he had a PS4. Yeah, he does. He uh, he basically uh, told his girlfriend to buy one for herself so that he could <laughs> use it. And so uh, his girlfriend's got a PS4. So Kyle has been playing. Uh, Spider-Man 4 and or Spider-Man PS4 and he loves it too. He yeah. says it's great. So, um, but not not lost on the world is the release of a new game. Uh, this past Friday, Tomb Raider: Shadow of Tomb Raider was released this of week. The. Sorry, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, was released. Uh, reviews look like they've been good, but I think Seth, a lot of people are just still busy playing Spider-Man. Yeah, reviews have been good, not great. Um, I've seen seen some really like you know like outstanding reviews and i've seen some kind of middling reviews mm-hmm. so still something i'm going to pick up i mean i'm i'm invested in the trilogy now and uh it's I, I like her story i like kind of where they were going with the story and and from what i've seen most of the issues were more mechanic based ish- issues when there was some so kind of like the platforming or the stealth stuff so you know potentially they could fix those in some updates too so uh everything else so it seems like the story's good and all that so well, good. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of folks are going to be wanting to pick this one up, myself included. Um, so that might be some... I'm going on a big trip over the next couple weeks, actually. But uh, maybe when I get back, that'll be something I can pick up and play. So hopeful that uh, Tomb Raider lives up to the review, something we, I know, have been anticipating for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so if you out there are either not a PlayStation 4 owner, like me, um, <laughs> or you're not a Spider-Man fan, like no one um, should be. <laughs> well, if you're not a Spider-Man fan, punch yourself. 
go go fuck yourself <laughs> exactly go go fuck yourself um but if you're not picking up the game uh go pick up tomb raider and uh check that out let us know at soko uh, at soko show pod at setha water at underscore cody michael what you think what are your first impressions of tomb raider we're gonna pick it up soon and give ours on a later episode for now though let's move on to our one word summaries Seth has combed the interwebs for the wackiest of news stories, and he's summarized three news stories, each with just one word. I will hear those one words, those three words, I suppose, and choose a news story for us to cover here on the show. But don't forget, all of the three uh, news articles will be linked to in the description box, so don't forget to check out the description box for all the stories we're covering, as well as um, different timestamps and stuff in case you want to skip around on the show. So, our one-word summary, Seth, what are the options for this week? Your three words are machine, procedure, and sign. Machine, procedure, and sign. Um, I bet this is going to get weird. I want to, I want to hear procedure. Procedure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we'll first eliminate machine, uh, crack, <laughs> crack pipe vending machines found in Long Island. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of explains itself. That's where I guess they were. And then sign, uh, highway sign directs drivers to Cine Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> I spelled it wrong. That's yeah. fucking great. <laughs> Damn Ohio. See, I was hoping you'd pick procedure, just because just because it includes another really funny word in there. Bull escapes Utah veteran, veterinarian before circumcision procedure. Oh my god. Wait. <laughs> so the bull was finna get fixed, and then he escaped? Yeah, he fleed. Oh, that's fucking great. I would flee too. A bull evaded a circumcision procedure when it escaped from a Utah veterinary, veterinary clinic and ran, through a, ran loose through a town. Um, Did it get in any china shops? <laughs> <laughs> none. None were in the in the town of Tule. Tulo. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, said that the 2000 pound bull became agitated prior to what was supposed to be a quick 40 a quick 45 minute procedure good god how Jesus. much dick did that thing have to cut <laughs> I don't know if you know how a circumcision works I've heard bulls are well endowed but give me a break 45 <laughs> minutes um, and escape the facility by jumping a fence oh my god these people don't know how to even talk the bull actually come in to become circumcised <laughs> He must have known. Why else would you jump a six-foot fence? <laughs> oh, those hillbillies couldn't cut that bull dick. No. I will, I, you know what I will say, though? That bear, or that bull, is a fucking hero. Okay? <laughs> Hold on to your manhood, bull. I hope he... Down, did they end up getting him? Was uh, he recovered? <laughs> yeah. Police helped Roundy, who's the guy... Um, he must have been the guy that was going to do it. Recapture the bovine fugitive. He said, we went over to Walmart... I had a, tra- I had a tra- here. I'll read it. We went over to Walmart. I had a tranquilizer gun. By then, we had forty to fifty people there, and all all the cops. We walked within ten yards, shot them with the tranquilizer gun, called the cowboys to bring in their horses and come rope this bull. <laughs> and then they got his pecker. <laughs> R- Roundy said the bull failed to avoid its circumcision. Gave him a little more tranquilizer. Got him rounded up. Brought him back and did the surgery. <laughs> You know what's going to be funny is when we find out these this happened in, like, New Hampshire or something where they absolutely don't have accents like no, that. It's Utah. 
Oh, it's Utah. Who do you know from Utah? I don't know, but the way they're talking is fucking awful. Like oh. the, the I'm I'm re- literally reading the, you know what what they said. Uh-huh. So it's like. I knew he was like an idiot because he said the bull actually come in to become circumcised. <laughs> like the bull actually come in to get circumcised to become circumcised. Well, shout out to all of our southern viewers or southern listeners <laughs> who are absolutely insulted by you right now. Seth, Sorry, since all idiots are from the south. Uh, love you, mom. By the way, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's good stuff. I, I, that is a good one. That's one of my favorite ones so far. Yeah, uh, I'm really happy for that bull, and then also. No, even more, not. even more sad for that bull. His balls are gone. But he got a few more minutes with him, you know. He had a daring escape. It was daring, and I appreciate that. And he was the subject of our one-word summaries, and not a lot of folks can say that. There's only one word to describe you, and I'm gonna spell it out for you. I hope your mom doesn't actually listen. She's gonna be hate. She's gonna be pissed at you if she does. <laughs> also, we just talked about a penis for like three minutes, so. Yeah, by this point, I feel like if she'd listened, we would know for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because she would have called me and told me to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And uh, we are in the middle, like smack dab in the middle of NFL week two. And we're going to cover some of what we've seen so far in sports. Sports! And boom goes the dynamite. An absolute classic at Lambeau today. (laughs) (laughs) We watched... uh, it would have been a classic if the finish was a little bit more, uh, like, finite and, you know, had a real winner. And there was a finish. <laughs> yeah. uh, talking, of course, the Minnesota Vikings went into Lambeau to play the Packers, who, uh, two for two in terms of uh, a very, very exciting games. This one was back and forth the whole way. Uh, very intense in the last five minutes, and the, Seth, the game ended in a tie. Yeah, it did. So this is the first, I think I saw it say this is the first time it, that there's been ties back to back weeks from week one and week two in the Super Bowl era. So, really? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I promise I won't talk about Minnesota every single week. <laughs> um, just happens to be that, uh, you know, some good stuff came out of both games. Next week they play the Bills. So chances are I probably won't talk, be talking about the Vikings next week. <laughs> oh, I hope we are. It's a crazy upset. <laughs> I will not watch I want fo- so badly. Too. I will not watch football the rest of the season if that happens. <laughs> So yeah, Vikings and uh, Packers. It was really, I mean, most of the game was pretty well in hand by the Packers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the Vikings, the defense. I mean, the defense couldn't didn't have an answer for Rodgers. I mean, for those who were worried about Rodgers, either because they're Packers fan or because they have fantasy implications with it, don't. Um, that dude is fine. He's he can still move around, mm-hmm. uh, and he's still throwing darts and dropping dimes. He's he's gonna be fine. Oh yeah. Um, he's so, a little. I will say. A little slower and yeah. a little less volume, you know, than you would see. But he was fine. He was yeah. better than 90% of quarterbacks yeah. otherwise today. And he was still zipping them in there. I mean, there yeah. was never any time where, oh, that was a bad ball, you know, right. anything like that. So, no, he's fine. And uh, he even still ran for a couple first downs, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the Packers had it pretty well in hand. I mean, it was a close game the whole time. Yeah. It was never out of hand in that way. But the Packers, you know, were in the lead most of the game, and they... We're moving the ball pretty well. The Vikings defense kind of came on towards the second half, later on in the second half, and made it a game. Kirk Cousins kind of showed why they paid money for him. Ooh, yeah, he earned his paycheck today. <laughs> he threw he threw a couple couple nice dimes. I mean, he threw that one bomb to Stephon Diggs that kind of brought him that brought him back within two. And then the defense kind of gave up a little bit there on that next drive and gave up a field goal. And then uh, the, then and then. Um, 
Minnesota through the interception. That's where Kirk Cousins threw the interception. Yeah, it was like two minutes left. Yeah, and then Packers kicked another field goal, and then it was an, an eight-point game. That's when Kirk Cousins decided he was he was going to earn his paycheck right there mm-hmm. uh, on the the final drive of the game uh, or the regulation. Um, he started off by throwing an interception. They got called back for roughing the passer, which is what everyone's going to be talking about. Oh yeah, it's that rule is really strange uh, right now because of the whole driving thing. It's mm-hmm. it. I mean, it, it's totally a you know a judgment. Yeah, yeah, it's a judgment. And because if you look at that in you know in, in full speed, you know that looks bad. But if you look at it in slow motion, it doesn't look as mm. bad, you know. So it's kind of hard. I, I personally, even even as a Vikings fan, would have said that's not roughing. Yeah. Um, and but Vikings took advantage of it, and Kirk Cousins um, still had a couple of he had a couple of kind of questionable throws on that drive. But when he he really threw to, you know threw the ball when it mattered, he had a he had a, oh, just an insane touchdown pass to Adam Thielen. Like it went through two defenders right into right into his lap. Yeah, fell it was, backwards. It was a lot better catch than it was a pass. Yeah, it should have been picked. But yeah. um, the concentration that Thielen shot on that was fantastic. Um, Cousins was it was like 400 yards and three touchdowns or yeah. some shit that he he had an excellent four touchdowns. Game. Yeah, four touchdowns. Um, he was fantastic in this game. Uh, you you got to think though. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers limping into this game. Uh, the Vikings had their opportunities to win. Is this? Do you? Th- I mean, this is kind of one of those games. They're going to be kicking themselves that they ended up yeah. losing, or that they ended up tying. Yeah, it's essentially a loss. Um, no, it's 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 strange, and you know, going into Lambeau is always tough too. Um, mm-hmm. Hot day out there, so there's a, there's a lot of different factors. I mean, it's it's hard to there. You know, especially when you're a defense like that that plays tough football. Um, you know, it's it's you're going to have a, t- a more rough day. I mm-hmm. think um, it's still early on in the season, though. There's there's so there's so much. So many questions right now mm. with a lot of these games and what's happened so far, and I think Minnesota has has more more stability than they do have questions right now. Yeah, uh, I when, agree with that. When it comes to, when it comes down to it, I mean, uh, especially too with playing the Packers, Packers can literally win any game they play, mm-hmm. and I think their defense is actually much better than what they were pe- good today for ninety percent of the game. Yeah, they 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 were getting after the the getting after the quarterback, and they have. They have six first round draft picks on their defense right mm-hmm. now. Like yeah. they're they're a good they're a good team um, on defense. So I so say don't take anything away from the Packers. I think they're going to be for for a lot of people who said you know they they can contend for the division. I think they're going to be a tougher team even than what people thought to be honest. Because um, their running game was going today pretty well. They mm-hmm. they got some really good backs back there. They got good receivers. They got a pretty decent defense. So I think I mean I think these teams are pretty evenly matched, and I think any of them could compete with anyone in the NFL. Uh, on on a weekly basis so it was a good game fun game to watch um it you know it does show that minnesota is not you know the dominant team that everyone says i mm-hmm. also didn't think that just because i knowing the level of their competition last year and the way they were dominant last year um there was going to be an evening out period here and i think they're still you know a top five team in the nfl but they're not you know the team they're not mm-hmm. a dominant team so sure i think they that- need a new kicker yeah they definitely <laughs> need a new kicker both teams maybe well crosby of course isn't going anywhere mm-hmm. um i think this makes the the rematch in Minnesota mm-hmm. hugely important. It's going to be for the division more than most likely. Of, most of the time, these divisional games, you can split, right? Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the next tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. But whoever has a, whoever gets a win will have the absolute tiebreaker mm-hmm. over the other team, and it very well might come down to that at the end of the year. I think it will. So the division, a home playoff game, a lot is going to be at uh, you know up in the air when uh, when Green Bay comes to Minnesota mm-hmm. later on this year. So all eyes, I'm sure, will be on that game. Yeah, and I think that's where the Vikings kind of – 
no, even though no one won, they might have won just a little bit there is that they didn't lose at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the tie. So mm-hmm. um, now that and it's so tough to play in that Minnesota stadium. <laughs> so I, I think that they they have the advantage right now when it comes to that. Uh, the other thing, too, is the Vikings need to get healthy on the line. They have to get healthy on the line right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they were getting they I mean, they were getting bull rushed for, for a good portion of the game. So um, they got they got Pat F line coming back for former uh, second round pick who was awesome last year. Um, the, I think they'll get, they'll get better, but uh, still some holes. But I, I think they're still a solid team. Packers are, are better than I think what people even expected coming out of last week. So uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, these are definitely the two teams. Uh, one of these two teams is going to get the North. Uh, I think both teams will find themselves in the playoffs, though. Um, two other teams who I I, I do believe uh, will be in the playoffs are the Chiefs and Steelers, mm-hmm. and they played today. I will say the Steelers don't look right now like a playoff team. <laughs> no, I, I do still have faith in them that they'll figure it out. But the Steelers lose today to the Chiefs. They fall to zero and two, and the Chiefs come in. And really, the the highlight here is Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. We've been talking about this guy, you know, in our previews. We we talked uh, last week. We talked about him. Mahomes comes in and throws six fucking touchdown passes mm-hmm. today. And to like, I don't think any one wide receiver, I don't think any one player caught two. (laughs) Um, So got a lot of guys involved. He had a million yards also. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chiefs end up winning this one. And it was the the score was close, was closer than the game seemed to be to me. But the Steelers were in this one. Uh, Roethlisberger throws for like 400 yards and a bunch of touchdowns. Mm hmm. Um, they didn't get as much on the on the ground from Connor as they did last week, but but um, Juju Smith Schuster I thought yeah. really really showed out today. Yeah, um, he's impressive. Though that one two punch, him and him and Brown are mm-hmm. as scary as any team. Brown, I mean Brown has probably only got a couple years left, you know, and uh, you know he has even this year so far he's kind of got a slow start. So mm-hmm. I think Juju is going to be you know this he's not going to obviously still you know he's not going to be the number one this year maybe even next year, but he's going to be a star. I really think he will. Yeah, kid's a freak. Um, really good game if you like touchdowns because I mean this was it was a ton of scoring in this game, and uh, the Chiefs are climbing my board very quickly. Yeah, this is a team that is is pretty good on defense, not as good as some of the Chiefs defenses we've yeah, seen. Yeah, they the did. Past. I mean, they did get kind of. But how the fuck do you stop today. this offense? Yeah, it's hard. You can't. They're yeah. the fa- they're fa- they're probably the fastest offense in football. Mm-hmm. Mahomes can sling it a quarter mile. <laughs> He's thrown it over that mountain over there. What a one state of coach put him in. <laughs> Um, and if you stop that, they still haven't even had to go to Kareem Hunt yet. Yeah. You know, he's got something like 120 yards between the two games now yeah. combined. Um, they just haven't had to run. They're throwing it everywhere. You have Kelsey. Uh, Watkins was big today. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Tariq Hill can score any fucking time. Um, I am very, um, I will say my, uh, my, my Chargers pick is wavering not because of what I'm seeing in the Chargers, but because of what I'm seeing in the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I, I still, I, you know, I'm not going to change off my pick, but I think if I'm wrong, it's going to be because the Chiefs um, outplay the Chargers uh, in the playoffs. I do think both teams get to the playoffs one way or the other. Um, but I was really impressed with this. Our, let me ask you this: uh, I think I think you agree the Chiefs look great. Yeah, um, they they um, they have uh, possibly Super Bowl potential on that team. Yeah. Um, the Steelers are a team, though, that everyone talked about having Super Bowl potential. Are you worried at all after their 0-2 start about the Steelers? I think, um, well, first to say, I think the AFC playoffs is going to be an offense fest other mm-hmm. than the Jaguars. Um, <laughs> but it's weird. I mean, because, yeah, it's it's going to be really hard for the Chiefs to be stopped. 
but the Patri- the the Steelers are kind of that equivalent in terms of offense. You know, they're 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 pretty close in terms of how 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 they are on offense. And so the Steelers have found kind of their match in the Jaguars too. You know, mm-hmm. they they've been stopped by the Jaguars the last couple of seasons. So kind of going going around my point there is I want to see the the Chiefs do it against an elite defense like the Jaguars. Sure. Um so that being said, in terms of your initial question with are they worried, am I worried about the, the, the Steelers? Not really. I I think there's just a little cause for concern right now because their defense should be a little better than what they are. And their offense is scoring points, though. I mean, th- what, did they score 40 points today? Something like I mean, it was a lot. Yeah, and they scored 20, you know, 20 points last week. So it's not, you know, and as we saw with the Browns today, you know, they're not a defense to, to you know, shake shake your fist at they i mean they're 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 a pretty decent defense they they held the, the saints to to a decent amount of points too so um not not worried yet but there's a little there might be a little eyebrow raise sure sure yeah they uh they need to get that shit figured out soon right oh and two the odds of an oh and two team getting to the playoffs getting to the super bowl are very low so they're gonna need to write the ship quickly um and get get into the win column sooner rather than later uh, let's move to, uh, you mentioned the Jaguars a second ago. I think this might have been um, simultaneously one of the most surprising things and one of the least surprising things about what I watched in the NFL today. Yeah. Jaguars come out and really they handled the Patriots. They handled them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they really shut down Tom Brady in that offense. Gronk was, was held to almost nothing. And uh, Bortles in the offense put up a fair amount of points. They, I mean, they took it to him. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that happen to New England teams very often. Yep. Do you? I mean, where where do you put the blame here? Do you think New England came out and was bad, or do you think this is Jacksonville saying we're legit and we need to be thought of as a Super Bowl contender? I I think I think it's more of a Jaguars thing, honestly, because I was watching. I watched a pretty good portion of this game, off and on. And what I was seeing that was impressing me most wasn't the Jags defense. I mean, we know what they, you know, you know, expect out the Jags defense. They even, I mean, last year, even against the Patriots in that AFC championship game, they were holding the Patriots to, you know, low amounts points that game. Mm-hmm. It's the, the Jaguars offense that I think was, was so surprising to me this game um, because they, you know, they were on the field a lot. Mm-hmm. And so the Patriots weren't able to get on the field and do what Tom Brady does. And when they were out there, they were very efficient. Blake Bortles was making some really good throws. Um, the receivers were all over the place. Uh, Keelan Cole, um, the, which is essentially the number one wide receiver right now with with Marquise Lee out, he was making some incredible catches. Um, he made one. He made. He had a nice touchdown catch. He had one on the sideline, one handed catch that was insane. Um, but all their other receivers were going crazy. Um, D.D. Westbrook had a big touchdown. Uh, they have a, Austin Sferian Jenkins, their tight end, was was doing some good things. They have some other guys that um, Dante Moncrief was playing until he playing well until he got hurt. TJ and by Yel- the way, they're without Leonard and, Fournette. Without Fournette, in yeah. This game. So um, TJ Yeldon was playing really well. I mean, their offense was just moving very, very well. Bortles was was running for first downs when he needed to, but he was also making some good throws. Like I'm, I'm impressed with their offense more than more than I am honestly their defense, which is already very impressive defense. So. Um, they're they're going to be a tough team. Uh, they're they're they are going to be a very very tough team. Are you uh, any concern for the Patriots or no? Yeah, I this happens. That. I yeah. mean, th- this happens always in the first quarter. They they tend to kind of mm-hmm. get shellacked and then they first quarter they of the speed season. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always one game and then you know people are like, oh, is this their time to go to? And then Tom Brady comes out the next week, throws five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's they're going to be completely fine. Yeah, get Tom Brady in your fantasy lineup next week, folks, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, start considering Jacksonville as 
as you were ma- you're making your mm-hmm. uh, your Super Bowl picks. They, I think they might, they're they're going to be a dangerous team in that a- that AFC, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. A lot of offense in the AFC, not a ton of defense. Yeah, they're a team that can do it both. And they've easily now they they've easily hopped Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh was coming in the season number two. I would agree with you. Easily hopped. I'd agree with you. Give me Jacksonville over Pittsburgh, I think, at this point. Yeah. So I still I still put Patriots number one just because you have the best of all time and as as your quarterback. Um The boat. Yeah. (laughs) And uh you know, they they you know, they came out against the Texans team last week and and demolished them. You know, Mm -hmm. like they're they're still even though they they didn't look great against Jacksonville in Jacksonville, you know, it's it's one game. Mm -hmm. I think they are gonna be they're they're still at the end of the day going to be the number one seed I think, and they're they're going to be probably the favorite going in for the AFC. Could very well see a rematch of these two teams in January. Wouldn't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the thing that that really did surprise me this week was that I am now t- telling you guys on this podcast that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in first place <laughs> in the NFC South yeah. on the arm of of uh ryan fitzpatrick fitzmagic who again today was incredible Mm -hmm. he starts the game off again by a 75 yard touchdown pass to deshaun jackson Mm -hmm. um basically everything you thought was a fluke last week was not a fluke because they did it this week against the philadelphia eagles Uh, everybody's preseason favorite to go to the super bowl again now the eagles are without wentz here but you got to be impressed by the Buccaneers coming in yeah. and taking it to this Eagles team. Yeah, it's it's impressive for multiple things. And off your Wentz thing, it sounds like he'll be back next week. So okay. he'll be back to play next week. But yeah, the 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 Buccaneers in that offense without Jameis Winston and without a running back that you can really name, <laughs> um, they're coming out there and just throwing up points. They got three really good wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, they have course mike evans who's a stud they got deshaun jackson who is still got he's probably one of one of other than tyree tyree kill probably the fastest wide receiver still in the nfl gotta be close and then they got uh, chris godwin who's a second year guy who's coming out there playing really well he's caught a touchdown again this week and then for whatever reason ryan fitzpatrick no one told him that he's almost 40 <laughs> <laughs> so he's just out there slinging it but and then their defense comes out there and and shuts you know shuts down Philadelphia, their defense, they're without their, their two cornerbacks. They're mm-hmm. without two first-round, former first-round, who are terrible cornerbacks, but they're <laughs> without former first-round cornerbacks. They're yeah. playing with backups. Like, how? How does this happen? You know, like, it's so crazy. I um, I, I didn't get to watch a lot of this one. I no. just saw highlights of it. But but knowing what we, you know, we've seen the stat lines from this game. Uh, you know, the Eagles come out, they, they squeaked out one last week, mm-hmm. and then they lose this week. The Buccaneers come out and surprise in both games. The Buccaneers, by the way, have beaten New Orleans Saints mm-hmm. and Philadelphia Eagles, who are at, who were the final two in yeah. a lot of people's brackets going yep. into this season. And let me ask you this. Which is more likely, Tampa Bay's for real or the Eagles aren't as good as we thought? Oh, that's tough because I think... I think this, that the second one, the Eagles one, um, is a question to ask in a few weeks when we get to see Wentz back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, back in full full Wentz, not just next week when he's getting back out there, probably not being his full self. That that that's hard to say. I don't think the Bucks are legit yet. Uh, it's two weeks, and they have put up some crazy points, but I just am not ready to say they are a legit team because, like, what happens if? they miss all of those deep touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. You know, they put, they put up 14 to 21 less points a game now. 
you know, so and it's more of a manageable game. So it, it's hard. It's hard to say. And you can't count on those big bombs every week. Um, ask Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. That. So um, we'll see. Uh, it's I, I right now I'm leaning more. Uh, I would lean more towards that, that the Eagles one. Okay. But we we don't know without Wentz. Um, what I would say is that that Eagles defense isn't as scary as is probably once thought. Um, the offense, though, again, that you don't know until Wentz. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the Eagles have not impressed me at all mm-hmm. in these first two weeks. Once I get Wentz back again, we'll we'll see. We'll find out in, we'll reconvene. in three weeks or so. Yeah, we'll revisit this thought. Um, but if you're a Tampa Bay fan, it's an exciting time because no one was giving them a game this mm-hmm. year. So um, very exciting to see that. And uh, a lot of surprises kind of around the NFL in these first couple weeks. Um, but those are the four games we're going to be covering this week. Uh, let's give out some awards. I want to start with this. It is uh, the best call I saw this week. Uh, our good friend Jerome Boger, who is our, our number one referee, oh, yeah. uh, SoCo Show's favorite referee, and you may remember him. He, he's a he's a black man, and he he kind of has very soft spoken, like um, uh, holding on the offense is kind of how he talks. <laughs> and he there was a player called for tripping in the Vikings and Packers game, and the tripping signal is you kind of just stick your foot out like you were going to trip someone. But Boger, when he says it. He has again just the kind of a kind of soft way about him, and so he's like tripping on the defense and like sticks <laughs> his foot out and like looked down at it, and it reminded me of like he saw a bug on his foot and was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I doubt that you'll be able to like find that clip or anything, but when we were watching it, we got such a kick out of Jerome. Yeah, we definitely laughed. Jerome Boger, man, he's 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 the shit. He's the <laughs> shit. I love him. Talking more about. Uh the Vikings game, of course, because, you know, that's all. Can you I, tell what game we watched? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only been a couple hours since football was on. But, uh, so no, uh, of course in, in that Vikings game, you know, the, like them coming back, a, a big part of that was due to Stefan Diggs. Uh, he was all over the place this game. Like I said, he had a 75 yard touchdown catch. And, um, I, I guess I haven't really noticed this until now, but even thinking about it, going back to the Minneapolis miracle thing, Stefan Diggs is the least happy player in the NFL. Like every time he makes a big play, big touchdown catch he just like takes his helmet off and then has a scowl he's fucking angry yeah but here he doesn't he's not an angry like he's not an angry if you walked up to him you wouldn't be like he looks almost like you honestly Mm -hmm. like he he, like you very attractive (laughs) and not scary at all (laughs) (laughs) so but i I just want to say stefan have a little fun out there man i mean (laughs) you're scoring touchdowns you have probably the most memorable play in minnesota football history uh you're you're easily the most athletic receiver on the team and you're making these big plays have a little fun come on man <laughs> i think his thing is is like he's been slept on all this time mm-hmm. and i think that he's now people are seeing he's real and i think that's what yeah. he made a play today and and screamed into the stands yeah that's me <laughs> and and we're like all right stefan you're good okay we know who you are but give it a break all right <laughs> maybe he'll be a little different in minnesota if he catches a touchdown rather yeah. than at lambo well no because he took off his helmet and just like Stared blank, blankly into the into the stands during the miracle thing. <laughs> He's like, so. "Give me your love, <laughs> give it to me now." Uh, <laughs> hey, just keep doing what you're doing. I guess have Good. fun, but keep doing what you're doing. There it is. Good stuff in week two. Um, let's uh, let's look forward to to week three. We're gonna pick last night's game today, and last week we were both wrong, Seth. Uh, That's the Ravens true. Ravens came out and got beat by the Bengals. We had both picked the Ravens, so yeah. you're you're now zero and two. On oh, these Thursday damn. night games. Should have picked the Bengals. I know. I'm one and one. Yeah. And, uh, man, we had a barn burner last night, maybe. 
the Cleveland Browns took <laughs> on the New York Jets. The New York Football Jets. The New York Football Jets. Uh, Sam Darnold, of course, and maybe Tyrod Taylor, or maybe maybe we got to see Baker Mayfield in this one. I don't know, hmm. but. Uh, who who do you think won last night's game? I'm going to go with the Jets on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the New York football Jets. Um, didn't look great against... Is, is it at home? Is it in New York? Hold on, let me see where it is. Jets at Cleveland. Oh, no. That might change it. Before you change, that was already going to be my pick. I'm picking the Cleveland Browns <sighs> at home to get their first win and open up those fucking Bud Light fridges, baby. This no, is the week. You know This what? is the week. I I kind of want to lean more because they did pretty well against the Saints. I also think maybe the Saints aren't as good as everyone thinks. But um, I'd agree with you so far. But, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go just to see if I can make up a point. I'm going to go with the Jets. All right. You you picked the Jets. I picked the Browns. And and I do think it's going to be a close game. I think the, the Jets didn't look great against the against the Dolphins today. Or, sorry, uh, Sunday. But uh, <laughs> um, I do... I do think the Jets do have some talent. I mean, Sam Darnold is still a good quarterback. Well, they showed it against Detroit. Yeah. And and even so, I mean, Darnold had some, you know, he looked, what I got to see, he, I mean, for some clips and stuff, he looked good. Uh, had, a, had a bad pick, but, um, and I think he's got some good rapport, some receivers, especially Quincy and Ninwa had another big game today. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think he's just going to keep getting better as the season goes on, hopefully, um, for him anyway. Um, got a good running attack. Defense has been pretty decent. So um, give me the Jets. All right, you can have them. I don't know anything about the Browns other than I really want them to win. So that's just I'm picking with my heart this week, and I think, I think, I think the Browns did it last night. I think everyone in Cleveland is still fucking hungover today hungover because for some Bud Light. they drank a shitload of Bud Lights. Dilly dilly, dilly dilly, indeed. Go Browns. Let's move on from sports. We've got to cover some TV news. That's what she said. TV. TV brought to you by Mathis Designs. Hit the link in the description box. That'll get you to the Etsy shop of one Steph Mathis. She's a graphic designer out of Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, she'll hook you up with all sorts of cool designs and uh, stationary type items. So uh, hit the link and check her out. Cha-ching. Cha-ching indeed. Now, this has got to be fun for you, Seth. Uh, A show that I know you're fond of and an actor I know you're fond of Mm -hmm. are going to be hooking up soon. Yeah, it's true. Um, Rumors are that... um, God damn it, I was going to try and do something stupid, but it didn't work. <laughs> really? It usually works for you Because you, you, said, to be you said hooking up, and I was going to try and, and oh, make up something dumb, but my brain's not working. Um, no. <laughs> Aaron Paul will be joining Westworld Season 3, all right? I'm going to bury the lead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get cute. Don't get cute. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Now i got to leave all that in. You have to. I mean, I don't give a shit. You left in some racist stuff, apparently, from last week. Oh, yeah. You've gotten a lot of hate mail about that. Because <laughs> of, you know, the huge amount of black folks that listen to it's our true. podcast. true. There's so many. Mm-hmm. It's because yeah. of me. I'm not a racist. Yeah. Um, well, He's got a black friend. Yeah, exactly. I got an excuse. No, Aaron Paul's joining Westworld Season 3. Don't know any details on it yet, but just kind of an announcement for the cast. So I'm excited. Aaron Paul's a great actor. Um, he's a great voice actor, too. Been watching BoJack Season 5. Mm-hmm. Todd, he's the man. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Would you rather see Aaron Paul as a protagonist in Westworld or as an antagonist? Mm, that's a good one. He play. I mean, because he, he, he does look like a nice, friendly dude normally, but he did kind of look like a sleazeball in, in Breaking Bad, too. So um, I think he'll end up being a, an antagonist. That's what I'm, I'm guessing. There you go. 
Seth hates Aaron Paul and thinks he's evil. Well, for if it's just a one season thing, I think normally one season people kind of die pretty fast. So. Oh, so you think he's going to die too? Yeah. Bold predictions for uh, season three of Westworld featuring Aaron Paul. Uh, we, we talked briefly before we started about this a really interesting project uh, that Frank Miller is going to be working on with uh, with Netflix. Yeah, Frank Miller is doing so. Frank Miller, of course, as people don't know, he's you know he's he's a famed comic book writer uh, artist. He he's done he did the ba- the Dark Knight uh, Returns, which of course is one of the most famous comic books ever. And then he also did like Sin City and things like that. Um, and he also did the Sin City movie too. So he's he's got he's got experience in the film world, and now he's going into the TV world with Netflix on a show that is called cursed um which is going to be a uh, i think 10 episode show um they announced that alongside with this which is kind of interesting they're going to be doing a a graphic novel comic book series too so it's going to kind of coincide with the show so that'll be kind of cool um he's starting off with the show first so um completely new idea for him and uh just interesting that he's kind of doing it alongside i think i think it could be really good marketing wise too because if people get into the show they, you know, people are going to buy comics, so you kind of double dip there, which is interesting. It's going to also star Catherine Langford, which is the uh, she's Hannah Baker on Thirteen Reasons Why. Um, really, the only good part of that show. So, <laughs> this is a, a kind of a weird mix of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Frank Frank Miller and then Catherine Langford are really the only two things we know. But I agree with you. I I, I like the idea of marketing using comic books alongside. Um, you know, a lot of times we'll see book sales or comic sales take off after a show or movie mm-hmm. based on them comes out. Now you'll have them running concurrently, mm-hmm. which is going to be really interesting to see. I could see a lot of folks getting into the books, trying to uh, sort of pull out more information than is shown mm-hmm. in the show and trying to figure things out ahead of time. Um, this could be really cool. I- I've never really been much of a comic book reader myself. Mm-hmm. It, it, for you, though, if this show is good, would you would you then also get the comics for, you, for yourself? Probably not. It would have to be super good. And I actually do have a, have a synopsis for it. Um, so it's Cursed, based on the upcoming book of the same name. Push. Is, what? Push by Sapphire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is a reimagining of the Arthurian legend told through the eyes of Nimue, which I'm assuming is going to be uh, Catherine Langford. Uh, it is a coming-of-age story whose themes are familiar to our own time. The obliteration of the natural world, religious terror, senseless war, and finding the courage to lead in the face of the impossible. So... I hadn't heard about this till I just read it, but um, seems to me kind of like Game of Thrones ish. Okay, you know, cool. Th- so maybe it's taking taking advantage of what maybe that Game of Thrones hole will be left now once the final season airs, and kind of getting people into the and in, into it through the net, you know big big platform of Netflix with the star people know and and seems like it'd be a little more relatable than Game of Thrones could you know possibly is too. So. What you don't relate to Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, yeah, interesting. Not not something that's normally my cup of tea for in terms of like you know story and shows that I watch. But uh, with Frank Miller and original story, I mean he's he's creative dude, so it could be a little different. And I think that stylistically, this will look really cool. Yeah, definitely. His stuff always looks awesome, regardless of whether or not you think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know when we can expect? No, nothing's okay. been announced for still that yet. A, still a ways out yet. The show is called Cursed. Cursed. And uh, it's going to be an interesting. Cursed Alley. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking funny. <laughs> uh, we'll keep an eye out for Cursed in the future. Uh, that's going to do it for our TV news this week. Let's move Bye. on. Oh, the TV. Sorry. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Seth. Let's move on to <laughs> our Mambo number five. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. 
Last week, I described the plot of The Nun. Uh, which, to the wrong music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a... Um, we we had an old scary movie sounder that we used last week that is frankly awful, um, and we have a new one though that we built. But I act, I used the wrong one in in last week's show. So here here's the new one. <laughs> that one is a, is a little bit better. It still has that girly scream at the end. <laughs> I had to ask a girl that lives down the street from us to squeal that for us so that we could uh, have that for the sounder. And then she pinched Cody and he made that noise and she, she <laughs> ran away. Uh, the sounder is apt because this week, Seth, we're going to do Mambo number five for our favorite horror movies. Horror! This ought to be a fun one because you don't like horror movies. But I've seen some. You've seen, I know you've seen some. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm interested to see what cracks your top five. Yeah. I know what your top maybe one or two will be, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I can think of three other ones that you liked. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so so let's jump into the list here and why don't you go first with uh, with your number five number five my number five is one i saw a long time ago when i was a kid signs okay yeah, yeah. okay technically a horror movie yeah yeah um, okay m night Shyamalan man ding dong mm-hmm. um Hand is actually what i call him i call timothy Shyamalan Shyamalan ding dong Seth um, doesn't like anybody's name <laughs> i don't uh so yeah uh signs which is the m night Shyamalan movie with uh is that Joaquin Phoenix? Yes, it is. Joaquin Phoenix, Mel Gibson. And I don't know who the kids are in it, but... I think one of them is Abigail Breslin. Is it? So, uh, yeah, it's the alien movie with uh, the water going on and stuff. And kind of the thing I liked most about the, this movie was kind of how they they didn't show you the alien. You know, kind of... They, they showed him... The first time they showed it was the walk-by in the camera, mm-hmm. which was really cool. That was a really cool uh, device they used to kind of reveal that. And it was kind of... I mean, it was pretty... You could... It was shocking, you know, and the, the characters kind of reacted like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when when they finally get to it and show it full, it's kind of like, oh, shit. Now, the the water thing is, doesn't make a ton of sense because they come to an, a, a world where 70 some percent, 80 percent of the world is water. Um, but it was still cool. I mean, it was it was an interesting twist, uh, really cool devices to um, introduce the the antagonists and and some good performances out of out of the people too so out of the the actors so the scary parts of that movie are fucking scary mm-hmm. like when she's like there's a monster outside can i have a glass of water isn't yeah. that her yeah and then it's like standing up out on the fucking barn yeah at one point like that scared the fuck out of me yeah. when i was younger and we were relatively young when this came out yeah um so yeah signs a good one that's a, that's a surprise i hadn't i maybe hadn't yeah. pegged that one it's probably the first actual horror movie that i watched all the way through and wasn't peeing my pants <laughs> watching because there's not a lot of jump scares. Yeah. Which don't have a lot of jump scares, Sess in for it. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. A movie that does have some jump scares is my number five. And I do want to reiterate, these are not the five horror movies that I think are the best yeah, five yeah, horror yeah. movies. These are just ones that I like. I agree. Uh, my number five is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but okay. the one from like 2005. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like a, it was a remake that was like super gritty and gory. Mm-hmm. And, um, and scared the fuck out of me it scared the fuck out like the trailers scared the fuck out of me because this was still i was in like seventh or eighth grade maybe and i was very very i love horror movies now i as much as i love horror movies now i hated them then they Mm -hmm. scared me they gave me nightmares i was afraid of the dark all of it (laughs) and i think that the reason I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre so much, one, is I actually think it's a pretty legit movie. There's some pretty good gore, some pretty good scares in it. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I was 13 when I decided this, so don't hold me to it. Yeah. But um, 
it scared me so much in the trailers I was never going to watch it but then I got invited to a boy girl party <laughs> and there was a cute girl there that I wanted to kind of make out with and they were like let's watch a movie and someone picked Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I wasn't going to be like uh no I'm too afraid to watch that <laughs> you know I had to like pretend to be a man mm-hmm. and, and and act tough like I wasn't scared of this movie and I actually ended up liking it it did yeah. scare the fuck out of me and I had nightmares for months mm-hmm. but I ended up liking the experience and I credit part of my love for horror movies with that uh for that one right now so less about the movie more about just the circumstances in which I watched it but yeah Texas Chainsaw Massacre all right so instead of a you know like a an attraction boner you had more of a fear boner because of that movie oh right? absolutely yeah. yeah all right and just, you know, when you're in seventh grade, you always have a boner. <laughs> so it was just always there. Is that the title of this week's episode? <laughs> I can't put boner in the title. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. <laughs> okay, you got me. You got me. Number four. My number four is one that you introduced me to. Um, Saw. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, saw yeah, again. Saw, man. It, it's kind of it's kind of not uh, not really horror. It's more of a gory shit, you know, slasher film. But technically horror, I guess if you if you categorize it under something, it'll be under horror thriller. Uh, of course, Saw is the movie where there's a bunch of games going on with, and then there's uh, Jigsaw, the Jigsaw Killer, and uh, the little clown guy on the tricycle. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie I really like. I really only genuinely like the first one mm-hmm. um, because it was pretty well made and uh, definitely has some cool twists in it. So the twists are kind of like what people were like, oh, man, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it now, it's not the best movie in the world, uh, not the best acted, but definitely a cool twist and some some cool traps and stuff that were that were, you know, t- watching it. You're kind of like, oh, that's fucked up. Kind of tense too through it. So, yeah, so I liked it. Yeah, it's a shame that devolved into a crap joke franchise, mm-hmm. but uh, the original one, that was dope. Mm-hmm. My number four, and as, I, as I'm in my list now, I, I realized I left out a very important movie. I'm going to leave it out because I think it'll be in your list, um, but just re- remember that I said this. Mm-hmm. Um, number four for me is a movie called The Descent. Do you remember this one? Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing the, uh, the, the trailer and or poster. Uh, don't they like kind of like go into a hole? Yes. Yeah. Um, so the descent, uh, it may surprise you if you know anything about me, uh, the descent is about some people that go down into a cave and they get stuck down there and it's about monsters that chase them around while they're in the cave. So it's all very claustrophobic. And I think though that that is why I, this movie scared the fuck out of me. And I was a little older, like I liked horror by this time, <laughs> but this movie absolutely just to my core chilled me because the constant... Even when there's no monsters around, they're mm-hmm. still stuck in a cave where yeah. there's a limited amount of air. And like I was already claustrophobic at this time. This movie almost definitely did not help that. Um, <laughs> it wasn't one of those things where it's like, you know, hold a spider into your hand to make you not scared of spiders. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I thought that that's what I was going to do when I watched this movie. But nope. actually, no, it actually just fucked me up. <laughs> and uh, Descent, actually a pretty solid little horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some pretty fun stuff in here with uh, some kind of gory action, some genuinely good scares. And the whole claustrophobia of it all was, was tight. So right. uh, Descent is, is number four for me. Descent. Number three. My number three. Uh, this one came out last year. It. Mm-hmm. It uh, definitely loved that movie. Uh, one of my favorites last year, and I, I, that movie didn't ever scare me. Right. Um, and I know, like a lot of people, I've I've heard people kind of sense 
um, say like that movie is fucking terrifying. Some people are still scared of it. Uh, I've even heard some pe- like reviewers and people I listen to like podcasts and stuff say like, if you've rewatched that movie multiple times, you're a psychopath. And I, I've done that. I've watched it a few, like, a few times, but it's kind of it's more fun in like a coming of age story than mm-hmm. it is a horror movie. But there's definitely some pretty fucking like there's the, some scary the shit projector scene. Oh my god, that one act that was the only one I'm like, huh. Like, and I saw so, the thing is, I think about the the jump scares in this one. Um, you kind of see him coming. Um, like, the, God, I want to watch that movie now. Like, yeah, we should watch it again later because <laughs> it's good. It's damn good. Um, like, actually, the, lot when we were in the theater during the projection scene, uh-huh. I don't know if I ever told you this. I lost a pair of underwear because <laughs> I jumped up out of my underwear <laughs> and then I couldn't find them afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but just like so, like some of them are like it's more of like a psychological shit because mm-hmm. that's the whole thing of it is like he he plays in people's worst fears. Yep, and so seeing some of the fears like the. The woman painting, you know, the woman in the painting, which was a weird one. Uh, the guy, the zombie guy looking thing. Um, but then just anytime he shows up too is kind of weird, but also funny. Like him eating the the, the boy in the arm and waving mm. it. That fucking makes me laugh every time <laughs> when he's waving the hand. Um, the balloon stacks. Like, it's just good, man. It's just a good movie. It's, yeah, it's a, what it is a good example of, it, it's a great movie that identifies as horror. But yeah. it doesn't really fall into a lot of the traps that you see mm-hmm. horror movies do. There's not a ton of jump scares. There's not a bogus, like, slutty character. that has yeah. Like, it doesn't do any of those. And it draws, I think it draws a lot of good story beats. But also yeah. the the um, the plot and the themes of the movie, or of the book, mm-hmm. are pulled over here. Right. And they, 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 the things that are important to the book are important to the movie. And I mm-hmm. think that's why it works so well. And why we're obviously so excited about chapter two. Oh we talk about it a crazy amount. It comes out. Listen next to September. me being excited about a horror movie. I know. Like, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it is not on my list. It's one that uh, I left off. Um, but I do agree. It's a fantastic one to have yeah, yours. I, th- I think when we look back 10, 15, 20 years from now, that'll be referred to as a classic. Mm-hmm. I really yeah, do. I would agree with you there. For my number three, um, I have, ugh, ugh, this is, the, I don't even like talking about this movie. Um, it's Sinister. Mm. And I don't think you probably ever saw it. It's got Ethan Hawke. No, but I've seen enough about it and heard enough. I'm pretty sure this is one of like the originals back in the day where you described a movie to me. Okay, yeah. So I feel like I've seen it. I can picture it all in my head, but I have never actually watched it. Sinister is a movie that I am a grown man of 26 years and I still have nightmares about this movie. <laughs> I probably saw it seven years ago, five, six, seven years ago. And it's got Ethan Hawke. He, he's a paranormal like investigator guy. He's writing a book. It's like a true crime book. He's not investigating paranormal. Mm-hmm. He's investigating a true crime book um, about a family that was murdered and their daughter was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And he finds he this dumbass moves into their house, um, which is a kind of a plot twist I'm giving away. But. He moves into their house and he finds in the house a box of like real to real movies. Mm -hmm. And these movies are the families being murdered (laughs) and there's multiple of them. Mm -hmm. And so as part of the movie, you have to watch all these families get fucking murdered. And then also there's this impossibly fucking terrifying boogeyman (laughs) character in this. Um, And I can't even think of his name right now, but um, I'm going to have nightmares about him tonight because I'm thinking about him. He looks like a hobo. He looks terrifying is what he fucking looks like. And um, he the it, it's it's not it's it's not a top, you know, it's not a critically great 
mm-hmm. you know, terrifying horror movie. But to me, this movie absolutely got under my skin and still, maybe more than any other movie, still fucking scares me. Mm-hmm. Like the the look of the boogeyman character, the the way that these families get murdered, mm-hmm. and then the way this movie progresses. It's got some really interesting plot twists and things in it. Some good scares. Ethan Hawke is great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, really just, it, it it's one of my favorites because it absolutely just has stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And... Ugh. It just even just when I I had to Google it earlier and I just looked at the poster and I get I had is the that heaves. the one here that was the one yeah yeah oh man so sinister if you like horror movies go watch sinister this is a great one mm-hmm. um, if you don't like horror movies never fucking watch this <laughs> number two <laughs> my number two is the one that I saw this year that I really enjoyed um, not Hereditary <laughs> um, I did enjoy that movie though more than I think about it no. My number two is Quiet Place. Sure. Um, not again. Not traditionally a horror movie. It's more. I think it's more of a thriller. Mm-hmm. But there's some jump scares. It is terrifying at times. Scared the ba- fuck out of me. That bathtub scene. Whew. Oh my god. <laughs> also, I rewatched some of that with our roommate Matt. There, she when she ste- when that nail thing happens when she steps on that. That's just like ah oh no <laughs> like that's yeah. awful. Um, anyway, but yeah, just like the that whole movie. You sit down. From the moment you sit down to the moment you leave, it's just tense, mm-hmm. super tense. Walking out of that theater, I had a feeling, probably like I've never had walking out of a movie theater before. So that's kind of why it, it, you know, it, it is in my mind at number two right now. So uh, well acted, well directed, cool story, pretty simple for what it is, but executed very well and definitely a very tense and, and thrilling and at times very scary movie. Yeah, this is a, an excellent, excellent fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen it and you're going to go watch it, I would say eat some bananas and drink some water beforehand so your butthole doesn't get a cramp <laughs> because it is going to be tightened the whole time. Mm-hmm. For me, at number two, um, this is a movie I talk about a lot uh, when I when I, when I I think about horror movies. It's, it's The Strangers. Surprise that's at two. Yeah, yeah. I thought and that'd be number one. No, yeah, it, it, it is. I, I often say it's my favorite scary movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it... it until besides maybe sinister it it scares me more than any movie that mm-hmm. i've ever seen because it's not supernatural at all mm-hmm. it's very much just some people came and showed up and killed these people for no reason right and this is a movie i saw when i was in high school i was still kind of getting into horror i was still scared by the movies right. and it scared the fuck out of me and i've seen it a bunch of times it's it's one that i show to people a lot and it really gets under people's home invasion is a fucking terrifying yeah. scenario and this one you know, they came out with the sequel and they retreaded a lot of the beats and kind of made it crappy. Yeah, but I the original, that they made that. Yeah, it was not good. Um, but the original, though, I thought was really, really, really well done. It was well acted um, by the, the leads, uh, Scott Speedman and I think, is that uh, Liv Tyler? Maybe it's Liv Tyler. I don't remember. But um, I'm now I'm just picturing the masks in that movie and it's mm-hmm. given me, I'm not going to be able to fucking sleep tonight because um, we're doing Should I have picked movies. a different topic? Yeah, we should have picked a happier and well, more lighthearted topic. <laughs> this one I remember for sure you describing it to me because I uh, pictured things. Um, didn't you mention like just throughout the whole movie, like you can see the people in the mask like standing in the background? Yeah. Like without any sort of like action taken mm-hmm. type stuff. So. Yeah, they just watch and stalk for like a while. Yeah. And yeah. it, ugh. Like I'm thinking about like, You've told- did we lock the doors in our house? <laughs> You've told me specific dreams about being stalked by those characters before oh yeah <laughs> probably gonna have one tonight where they tag team up with the guy from sister <laughs> shit in my pants number one <laughs> now my number one uh, again this this comes down to kind of the experience of walking out of the theater um probably the first 
horror movie I saw in a theater. Um, Paranormal Activity. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the original Paranormal Activity in theaters when everyone was talking about it. And it's cool to, cool to say that I did that because not a lot of people got to do that. I had to drive to actually the theater we've been to hundreds of times now, it seems mm-hmm. like. Um, we're right across the street. But at the time we were living, I was living in Alwine. And uh, so we had to drive an hour to go see this movie. But everyone's talking about it. Um, and it, it's legitimately like there are times where you're like because of the way they present it, it's like it's very bare, bare bones. There wasn't credits. There wasn't, um, you know, uh, film company in front or at the end is just like it starts puts the time and you know like how, how it starts and then it ends and that's it lights go up mm-hmm. so it's like and, and and they do put like a you know a, a thing like so-and-so is never found or whatever but um they don't they don't they didn't do any thrills or anything you know no preview there actually i don't know if there was previews or not i think we might have got there late so that might even helps because mm-hmm. there wasn't any previews for me but really cool experience in the theater i mean just like how simple it was it made it that scarier that much because as the movies went on they added more and more which made it a little less i mean you talk about the one the paranormal activity three i think as like one of the, the t- times you're scared the most oh my god yeah <laughs> oh man yeah talk about your jump scares but, yeah yeah That's i know the still one my, about. My... i literally jumped out of my pants <laughs> That's still my favorite of you describing how scared you were in a theater because, like, you you mentioned how you were, like, in your chair and you just, like, crawled down your chair because the, the characters run at the screen, yeah. so. I crawled, I, I and it's it's poor, it's better visually than on radio, but, like. The sound I, you made. I tried to shrink downward into my chair and I, I shrank downward so much that my back was on the seat. <laughs> And my ass was in the floor. <laughs> I like slithered you... out of my fucking chair. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Because I went to do like a, ah, to react to the scare. But the scare went on for a long time. It wasn't like a jump and stop. It was like a, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> As I slithered down my chair and melted into a puddle mm-hmm. on the floor. Yeah, that was the third one. But the first one had some great stuff. Yeah, too. the first one had some great scares. And like, they really did a great job of building it. Mm-hmm. And and for I back then I was super into the paranormal paranormal shows like the ghost shows ghost hunters and stuff like that, and so they used a lot of that. They mm-hmm. used the EMP stuff, um, was the voice the voice recording, and they used the cameras catching stuff and and all that. So um, the the doors moving kind of on their own, just real because that's how they started. They moved a door real slightly, and then they they slammed a door, and then they poured the this flower on the ground so they could see him move and then they pulled her out of the bed and then they mm-hmm. you know possessed her and then and just like then that ending where it's just like fuck oh, man that 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 was like huh I, I was watching through my hands at the end yeah there. when she when she throws him in i'm just like oh put my hands over my eyes and then she fucking goes at the camera oh then but, when that ends and you're just like ah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quiet they're just like it's like if you had a bug on you and mm-hmm. you get it off of you, and then you're like, yeah, like get more of the bugs off me. Yeah. Like, that's how I felt when I stopped, when that, that movie ended. I was just like, get off, get me as far away from this as I can get. Yeah. But no, crazy theater experience. That That's one I'll never forget going to. So, uh, yeah, paranormal activity. I'm bummed I missed out on that. I didn't. I saw it later at home, mm-hmm. um, and it still scared me. But mm-hmm. um, wish I had been on that. Um, my number one, and I think you would find this on a lot of people's number ones for, for varying reasons, um, but uh, it's the movie Halloween. Okay. The original Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis, and this is a movie. Again, it, this is not an uncommon pick for be, for te, you know favorite horror movie of all time. I will say this: 
Halloween is the first horror movie that I remember sitting down and watching from beginning to end and enjoying. Mm-hmm. And it scared me. It scared the fuck out of me. That like Michael Myers haunted my dreams for years. <laughs> but I do remember sitting down and watching this and I liked it and I, I thought it was really interesting. And I, I, ever since then, I've I've enjoyed horror. And mm-hmm. so that mostly because of that reason, because I think I think this is the movie that got me into horror. Yeah, I do. And and it is a great movie. It holds up really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really enjoyed also the Rob Zombie remakes, but I'm speaking about the original here, mm-hmm. uh, the John Carpenter one. And, you know, Michael Myers is one of the top badass slasher villains. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is probably the number one screen queen of all time. <laughs> um, really excited to see the new edition of this coming out very good soon. Things. Yeah, good things so far. Yeah. I'm very excited to get to see that in the theater and uh, be, you know, just absolutely pants shat by Michael Myers again. But <laughs> yeah, again, it's just a historical personal significance for me. But mm. uh, Halloween coming in at, at number one for the co. I do want to say um, the movie that I think that I left out um, that I I probably should have put on my top five. But I, I, I don't know. Again, all of those are so personal to me. Mm-hmm. Um Get out. That was that. I had that on my list, and then I was like, I kind of want to put Saw in there because mm-hmm. that that's one that came back. But Get Out was on my list. That's yeah, one I, I think, thought about. I think maybe it's a recency thing mm-hmm. with Get Out because it's 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 better than all the movies that I have on my yeah. list. Yeah, but um, I I just I don't I have not yet had enough time between me and it where I can really mm-hmm. connect it to a good memory and stuff. But and it's not. Oh, I mean, it's it's just like some most of my other movies, minus maybe like Paranormal Activity. It's not like a traditional horror movie, right? You know, it's psychological more than mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah, I'm glad you were on the same page because mm-hmm. I was thinking I was in the middle of the list. I was like, "Oh fuck, I didn't think of Get Out." Kind of like a psychological drama thriller mm-hmm. than it is horror, but it's definitely terrifying. You know? Oh yeah, I mentioned the Halloween remakes. I really enjoy those as mm-hmm. well. Some of the Friday the Thirteenth and some of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even liked the remakes of those that they came out with in like 2010 and 11. Yeah, that uh, absolutely got panned, but. Uh, I, I enjoyed those kind Freddy of. Freddy versus Jason. Freddy, I like Freddy versus yeah, Jason. That's yeah. a fun movie. I've seen that one. Yeah, that's more. It's very comedy driven. Yeah. Also, um, the others is a really interesting horror movie. If you haven't seen that, has um, a lot of really great drama elements in it. Nicole Kidman is fantastic in it and has one of the best horror twists I've ever seen in a movie. Hmm. Um, so the others is one to look up. If you haven't uh, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to give anything away, but there's a myriad of great horror movies out there. Mm-hmm. And by no means do I go deep into them. Usually I just see the mainstream stuff. But even today in a, in a time when, you know, everyone says horror is kind of dead right now. Um, there's great shit coming out. You just got to be willing to look for it. I, I think in any like right now, it's the opposite. We're in like a horror resurgence at the moment. A little bit of one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Now I got a lot of bad shit swimming around in my head. So I'm going to have a hard time sleeping tonight. But uh <laughs> Yeah, maybe something happier next week. <laughs> uh, this has been Mambo number five. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. We got um, a little bit of news coming up in movies, and at least one of these is something I'm very interested to talk to you about, so let's get into it. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. Movies this week brought to you by Mike's Wood. <laughs> You're going to find a link to the Etsy shop, Cornfed and Wed, in our description box. Click that. That'll send you to the wood shop of our very good friend, Mike Vandenhull. Um, he's very good at making uh, beanbag boards. He can personalize them for you, put your name on them, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but certainly uh, willing to accept any project. Uh, he'll handle your wood regardless of uh, how you need it done. Wood. Wood, indeed. Let's get into the movie news, Seth. Um, sounds like we got a little bit more detail around the upcoming Venom movie. 
Venom, yeah. Uh, so they released a couple details. Of course, that comes up comes out as of when this will release. So it'll be next week after okay. release. Uh, also, the week of Star is Born, which I'm seeing that first. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> Wait, am I out of town then? No, you'll be back. It's the first week in October. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So that'll be a fun weekend of movies. But uh, yeah, Star is Born on my list first, but Venom uh, is also on my list that weekend. They uh, revealed that it'll be a two-hour movie, just shy of two hours, and it'll be PG-13. Weird choice. Yeah, a lot of people were, were speculating rated R uh, because of just the material Venom in the comics. And, uh, you know, hoping that because of, like, you know, Deadpool and Logan, they would kind of follow that trend. But um, going PG-13, I I kind of had this thought, and then I've heard, heard more things this week, too, is that that kind of leaves the door open for them if Marvel ever wants to put Venom in the actual MCU. Uh, sure. That he could. So... On one hand, um, I mean, either way, I don't have much invested in this. I don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailers have not impressed me at all. So I hope it's a good movie, first and foremost. But second, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it because Venom is one of the big ones, you know, one of the big villains. And I would like to see him in the MCU, to be honest. So, you know, if, if him and, and, and uh, Tom Holland ever got to be in a movie together, maybe he, Tom Holland's in this movie, who knows? But, um, if they ever got to, you know, have a full-fledged fight, which could be really cool in a Marvel mm-hmm. movie, uh, I'd be down for that. Yeah, this, um, I, I've come around, I've come all the way around to pessimism on mm-hmm. this movie. Um, I was really looking forward to something that was really going to be based in horror mm-hmm. and really take Venom seriously and, and give him the gravity that he deserves. I don't think they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to, they're going to die, they're going to dilute it with this PG-13 stuff. I don't like what I'm seeing out of, out of, uh, Hardy in the in the trailers and stuff. I, I had avoided trailers for a long time and then I caught some by accident. Eddie. I can't even do that. And he's it's not even that though. It's <laughs> yeah. him as a regular him as Eddie yeah, Brock. Yeah, he sounds yeah. like some dweeby I'm here I am, guys. Yeah. Like and I don't like it. I I don't know what his thing is with doing voices all the time, but like his normal voice would have been fine as Eddie Brock. Eddie. So now he's he's doing and then the Venom voice is cool and Venom looks cool mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I, again I don't think he's gonna be as scary or as other violent. Than the penis tongue. Yeah, other than that gross tongue. I don't think he's going to be as scary or as violent as he should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the PG-13 rating. I'm just I'm just a little pessimistic about this. I think this looks more like Upgrade, um, which you liked. I didn't mm-hmm. earlier this year. But it, it, it really feels, when I watch the trailers, it feels like that movie. And even even to the extent that Tom Hardy looks like the lead from, <laughs> kind from of. Upgrade a little bit. And it, it seems like it's, it's if it's that movie again, I'm going to be very disappointed. Because of what I really wanted out of this was something really dark, really scary. Um, and sure you can do that with PG 13, but I am less optimistic than I was. So hopefully they are, they're able to put this into something that they can translate into the MCU mm-hmm. because if you're, I'm okay with this being not exactly what I want. If I can see him with Spider-Man down the road. Yeah. So another classic cartoon, not cartoon. Well, yeah, cartoon, another classic cartoon slash comic book villain is the Joker. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about his upcoming movie that's going to be next year, so in the fall of 2019, and uh, we finally got our first look at what Joaquin Phoenix is going to look like as this guy. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> um, he looks he looks older. Uh, have you seen the picture of him? I yet? haven't. I'm going to pull he, it up now. He looks older. He looks kind of almost nerdy-ish, um, but we got they they released, maybe not even nerdy, just kind of like a weirdo. He looks a, like a weirdo. Um, an older weirdo with long hair. Um, his name's Arthur. And so that's kind of different that 
I mean, they had to kind of, if it's a Joker prequel movie, they kind of had to give him a name and stuff. So his name's Arthur. Uh, that's kind of all they're revealing right now, but um, not a whole lot to react to yet because that's just the image, and I don't think they've started filming yet, if I'm mistaken. I don't know. I could be wrong. But Is he in the clown makeup? No, it's just a picture of him. At? Just a picture Is of him. Is he in like a jacket? Yeah. Yeah, he looks I don't, yeah. weird, right? He looks scary. Yeah. But, uh, f- yeah, whatever. Um, I, 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 this could have been a, can it, could have been a joke, but some people are saying his name is Ar- Arthur Fleck. And so if you put a Fleck. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So I, I, I mean, if that's actually true, that would be great. Um, just kind of a little nod and a little, little dig at, uh, Ben Affleck, but, uh, either, either way, like, you know, whatever it's a, it's a picture and I'm, I'm excited for this, um, because I mean the DCU, which we'll talk about is kind of an really in a weird spot oh my god but this could be one of the like just and the 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 eu part of it just make it dc movies Mm -hmm. i mean we talked about this before but so many cool little stories they could do i would much rather see them take these animated movies that they've made and bring them to live action killing Mm -hmm. joke and stuff like that so do that i like the look of this guy um he's not so like outlandish and horrifying looking Mm -hmm. see this i what we've heard so far is that this is going to be based in a realistic you know, kind of Gotham or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the look. I think he's creepy looking. Uh, we'll see what the makeup on. I think that, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's face can be very scary mm-hmm. um, if they do it right. As I bump into the fucking mic arm here. Um, I'm interested to see this. I'm a little, I'm again, I'm more optimistic about this than, for example, Venom. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think that they'll treat this with a little more gravitas. But we'll see. Still a year out. But, um, yeah, I, I am excited to see this one mm-hmm. for sure. I think that you mentioned, you alluded to this a second ago, the DCEU is now without its Superman. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but we did hear last week that uh, Henry Cavill is is likely going to be leaving the role of Superman, mm-hmm. never to return. Um, we'll, we'll get in a second to what uh, speculative speculation has been in terms of replacement. Mm-hmm. But um, talk about Cavill. What have you thought about him so far as Superman? Are you sad to see him go? I like him as Superman. I think he's done a good job. Uh, definitely better than Brandon Routh. Um, they just haven't given him much. And I think that's really his biggest complaint is that, you know, he, he was given the first movie to kick it all off. And then they've he just been kind of reduced to bit part roles. Mm-hmm. Um, even even so, like the Batman vs. Superman movie, which is awful, um, he, was, he, he wasn't in it that much compared to Batman and Lois Lane and all that. So um, Justice League, he was in it for, you know, 20 minutes at most. And that movie's poop. So I, I think that he just kind of wants to do more. I mean, he's his stock right now is higher than it's ever been. Coming off of you know, coming off of Mission Impossible, he was great mm-hmm. in that movie. I loved his character, and uh, he he he's been doing more and more. He's got the Witcher series coming out now too. So I, I think that he's just been kind of given the short end of the stick, and he's kind of a uh, one of the few um, bright spots of the DCU, in, in my opinion. Um, the the thing is is some people are speculating that this might be kind of a power move for him as opposed to um as opposed to him officially being out that's it's kind of one of those things a lot of this happens a lot in, in Hollywood where rumors are go out about someone leaving or joining a cast and then it's not true they're just trying to get a better contract out of it mm-hmm. and because the stock is higher than it's been um that was the rumor going that he's leaving but he was all over twitter his agent was all over twitter saying hey nothing's official yet so 
Um, I personally think that's what's going to happen. I think I think he's trying to leverage to get a Man of Steel two because they've announced twenty other movies coming up. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to leverage to get a Man of Steel two and kind of capitalize off of all the money he could get coming off this summer. I hope he does get a Man of Steel two. I love him as Superman. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. I think where where this is go- where this went off the rails was. Not with the casting. I think he was an excellent casting as Superman. He mm-hmm. looks the part for sure. He's got the chops to do it. The tone and the themes of Man of Steel and of Batman versus Superman are where they lost mm-hmm. Superman. Um, you know, they they changed him a lot. They changed almost all of his motivation, and they put him in this dark, gritty fucking universe where mm-hmm. Superman does not exist in a dark, gritty universe. He doesn't. Yep. You know, other than like injustice, um, but that's not how they should have kicked off the DCU. And and and. This could have been really great. I think that there is a chance that they can sort of recover and make it better. But I I don't know. I mean, if he's back and it's a Man of Steel 2, I, I would go see it. Mm-hmm. But um, I would almost, I would just as soon see him not, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's try it again. Try again with a different Superman. And let's assume for a second, Seth, that that is what they'll do. That, that Cavill is done and that we need to find ourselves a new Superman. One of the rumors I'm sure you saw over this last week was that DC has been in talks with Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. to play the new Superman. Now, there is obvious controversy that would uh, potentially come with a casting. Why? Like that. But what is, what, would your, what is your reaction to hearing a rumor like Michael B. Jordan is Superman? Oh, I, I mean, I think it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I, like you said, I, I, would, I would much rather see the whole thing just kind of blow up and do something new. But, I mean, in terms of him being casted, that's cool. I like him. He's a good mm-hmm. actor. Um, I know there's some people talking about, well, you know, he's, you know, obviously he's not white. <laughs> and and it's like, that's a dumb thing to say. Right. Um, just because, like, yeah, he's, oh, I, I don't think there's ever been a black Superman in the comics from looking back in terms of just Superman, like Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is, I, so if they, here's, here's my dilemma in the whole thing. So if they continue with the DCEU, but then they just change Michael B. Jordan out with, with Henry Cavill. Um, and they still Clark Kent. I have a problem with that because it's that there's no explanation there. Like if he's coming in a Superman, I want him to be a different character. Yeah. I want him to be someone different. If they keep the same DCEU, but if they reboot it all and say, this is a completely new thing, then be Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. I'm com- do that, please. Yeah. Um, but if they just replace him out without an explanation and say he's Clark Kent, um, in this current iteration, that's where I'm like, no, fuck you. Yeah, if you're gonna do a recast, mm-hmm. it's got to you got to look you got to look like the guy yeah. you're recasting. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's a reboot of sorts, then then sure, why yeah. not Michael B. Jordan? I I, I agree with you. I, I like him as an actor. I think that he could be a good Superman. I almost don't want to see this happen though, mm-hmm. because I think that the the vit- I mean, and there would be vitriol. Mm-hmm. And I never use that word <laughs> if he was officially cast and they were going to move forward with the movie. And I think that that would overshadow anything yeah. they could possibly do. Yeah. I and I just that. don't I really I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah. I, I don't. Um, and, you know, I, I think every superhero should be black at some point. I definitely want a black <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. But like um, with Superman, I don't know that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I think you'd get a lot of Tiki Torch fuckers outside of theaters trying to not get you to go Sounds to see painful. this. Yeah. Aunt Jesus. <laughs> um, now that said, I wish I wish we lived in a world where that could happen because right. I think that that could be good. But um, you know, I I just don't 
I, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Maybe maybe DC wants to do something bold, and, and that would be interesting for sure. But yeah, a, a, a hard recast with no explanation would be very weird. Yeah. One of the things I saw that was very funny was like, oh, if they if they do if they recast him as black, then they're gonna have to recast the the Kents as black too. And I was like, no. <laughs> Like he's he's, he's always adopted yeah. and he's a fucking alien. Yeah. Like it's not <laughs> you don't have to be adopted by a black family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I think some of them even were like, You'd have to recast Lois Lane too. And it's like, dude, how can you be so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, that just made me laugh when I said yeah. that. You'd have to also change crypto from a you know, from a Scott Scottish terror to a, a Rottweiler. Yeah, like, you'd have to be a pitbull and <laughs> yeah. he couldn't have a job at the <laughs> Daily Bugle because he couldn't have a job. He'd have a star he'd have a job at World Star Hip Hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd be a reporter for World Star. <laughs> yeah. And like we joke and that's and like that's funny. Like that it, that person was being probably just dumb. Yeah. But like there would be actual angry people too mm-hmm. saying all sorts of shit like that. And I just don't I just don't I don't want that for him, the act Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan, and I don't want it for, for the DCU mm-hmm. for the character Superman. I just I don't I don't, I don't like it. Also, um, I don't want him to play any more superheroes right now. Like, yeah, let he, him be Killmonger for a while. Yeah, let him. Well, not even just that. It's like we've seen him be Killmonger. We've seen him be Human Torch, and even to an extent, um, I forgot about Human Torch. Even to an extent, he he's kind of a superhero in Creed. I mean, like, it's, <laughs> yeah. So like, he he. I've never seen Fruitvale Station, but I've heard he's great in it. Let him do something austere word like he said with more gravitas let him do something that is he can try and maybe get an award for or mm-hmm. show his range because for the last you know five six movies which are the money making movies you know are, are you know he's playing these you know beefed up here he's done a great job mm-hmm. you know he's, he's he's his performance has been great um but i kind of want to see him do something more based in reality with you know a little bit more more depth to it mm-hmm. that would be interesting and I, I would like to see that. It is his choice. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wants to keep taking on these big money roles, um, I won't fight it. But yeah, I would like to see him in something maybe more in the uh, Oscar contention realm mm-hmm. in the coming year or so. Maybe him and Coogler can get back together and, and do something good because they you work know, really they well. Would, they would get as many dollars as they wanted mm-hmm. if they were to reconnect and do mm-hmm. another movie. Yeah. Uh, studios would be begging for that. They probably already are begging for that. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, this became a Michael B. Jordan conversation, but it, it, it would be interesting um, but I think that the potential of losing Cavill as Superman, doesn't that kill the DCEU for you? I, I think it would, yeah. I mean, they still have they still have Wonder Woman, which I think, I'm think i hoping is great. Now, Wonder Woman's dope. Mm-hmm. Keep Wonder Woman as she is. Maybe Aquaman's cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Continue to make Shazam. Aquaman movie. Shazam looks good. Shazam looks like that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But if you, don't, if you can't, if your shit is so bad mm-hmm. that you can't get people who want to act as fucking Batman and Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, people used to physically fight over those roles. <laughs> yeah. And they don't want them. They don't want the hundreds of millions of dollars, potentially, that they could make off of these fucking movies. They mm-hmm. don't want them because these movies are so bad. Mm-hmm. And that is incredibly sad. Right. Um, so either don't, either keep them out, because Superman and Batman are the kind of heroes now where if you don't nail them, people are going to hate your shit. Mm-hmm. So just keep, leave them out. Leave them out. Right. If they do weird stuff with Shazam, no one cares. If they do weird shit with Aquaman, no one cares. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, they've nailed. But like, maybe it's just too much to take on mm-hmm. with Batman and Superman, and they should just not. Right. But at the very least, I agree with you. Let's just have a bunch of DC movies. We don't need to do a connected universe. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. On and that's coming from the guy who loves connected universes oh, over here. more than anyone. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, DC is in a weird state. I think uh, the success of Aquaman and next year's 
Wonder Woman are going to go a long way toward deciding uh, what we get from here on out. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see kind of what goes on. Well, that's our movie news for the week, and that's going to take us to the end of the show. But before we let you go, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. My one more thing is something I've been very excited to talk about, and it is American Vandal Season 2 has arrived on Netflix. Now, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it myself, but I'm getting on a plane uh, tomorrow, and I aim to plow through at least a few of those episodes, hopefully by this time uh, on next week's show, on episode uh, 63, I'll hopefully be able to give a review. Um, a little and, corner. Yeah, a little, uh, little Kona. Uh, and um, no. I'm excited to watch it. So just reminding everybody out there, American Vandal Season 2, catch it on Netflix, watch Season 1 if you haven't yet, and uh, tweet me your first impressions. Uh, let me know if you like it, at underscore Cody Michael. Uh, but get out there and watch it as soon as you can, folks. For me, my, my one more thing this week is is a little bit more of a... Uh, uh, kind of a kind of a a triumphant tale uh for for one true for yours truly here um cedar rapids recently has uh introduced a new meal delivery service now this is one not many people have heard of it's not your grub hubs it's not your uh not your uber eats it's not your grandpa's food delivery yeah, service it's called bite squad and let me tell you right now that i am part of the bite squad (laughs) (laughs) um i think it it debuted sometime like last week or so but i know last weekend they uh, had a had a thing going on where if you order uber eats you're entered in for a chance to win free deliveries for a year now you still pay for the food but the delivery fees are gone you don't have them and so i ordered twice because i really wanted this opportunity <laughs> to uh, really want this opportunity to become become uh, ingrained in the in the Bite Squad community and and win this uh, win this award of unlimited deliveries. So I ordered twice, and uh, last night I just was like, you know what? I'll check you know check out the Bite Squad. Maybe get something for dinner. And I see on my app unlimited deliveries. Uh oh. And I'm like, what? That can't be true. And I you know I've had some drinks, so you know I'm a little not not fully there in my uh, brain capacity, but uh, I decided to check my email, and within that email, I've discovered that, again, yours truly has won unlimited deliveries for a year. You're goddamn right, folks. Yeah. For three for the win, yes! LeBron James! You're goddamn right, folks. I did, so... Um, I am a Bite Squad champion for the next year, and uh, I will I will be ordering a lot. I can tell you that much. You know what we're gonna do? Um, can you get a recommendation code off of your app? I think it only works. Well, maybe it does work for. I, I don't know if it's a unique code or not, but we're gonna we're gonna get try to we're gonna get try to we're gonna try to get Ses referral code in the description box down below. So uh, check that out. Become a member of the Bite Squad. I'm in the Bite Club. That's what it. That's what I unlocked uh, because I've used it so many times. I've unlocked a rewards program as well. Awesome. Well, uh, we're gonna go get some rewards points uh, in just a second. We got to get out of here and order some dinner. Um, but before that, of course, we had to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Hope you enjoyed this episode number 62 of the SoCo Show. Don't forget to subscribe wherever it is you may be listening. And also hit us up on the YouTubes. At Jared Buckendall. That's where you can find uh, The Ride Home. I know we haven't been in a little while, but uh, that's where you'll find the episodes of The Ride Home. Um, all of Jared's movie reviews, trailer reactions, and uh, all that good stuff. So make sure you're checking out the good stuff over on the YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. 
<laughs> Don't forget to check out our sponsors, audibletrial.com slash SoCo, Mathis Designs, and Corn Fed and Wed. Hit them all up. We'll bring you, uh, next week's going to be an interesting episode. I'm mm-hmm. going to be remote uh, doing some work travel. So uh, we'll be in two different locations for the first time for our uh, yeah. recording. You will, uh, I believe, will we have the rectal exam? Uh, Larry in the 20, yeah, so that'll be the last one. So, yep. All right, so uh, look forward to the movie release rectal exam for the month of October coming up next week and all sorts of other fun stuff. So uh, make sure you come back for that one. But until then, this has been the co-host Cody Michael for the so-host Seth Ott. We will see you next week. Bye. Let's get out of here and get some bite squad. <laughs> Squat up. <laughs>